Déjà Vu A novel by Ian Hocking Read by the author This novel is copyright Ian Hocking 2005 and was first published by the UKA Press. Please see www.ianhocking.com for further details. Epilogue, November 6th, 2023, Westminster, London. From his bench next to the Thames, David saw a pigeon flutter to a stop near his feet. A young couple walked by. They looked at him, glanced at the remaining space on the bench, and continued walking. The special committee was due to reconvene at 2pm. He had 15 minutes to finish his lunch. He watched the pigeon fly away. The MPs had been unimpressed by his moral choices. It would take more than Ego's pictures and crackly audio to exonerate David from the crime of detonating that second bomb in the West Lothian Centre. David's best intents were of little import. Euthanasia was not legal in Britain, even when administered in the usual way. Hello, she said. David laughed. She was there, finally. You look... Familiar? she asked. She kissed him and sat on the bench. She wore a black greatcoat with the collar turned up. Her hair was tied in a ponytail. As she smiled, he noticed the lines at the corners of her eyes and the dimples in her cheeks. Her face was thinner and more striking. It's been a while, he said. I thought it was best. Walk me back? He broke up the remainder of his sandwich and scattered the crumbs. He and Saskia then made their way towards Westminster Bridge. Are you some kind of advisor now? she asked. No, David said. Unconsciously, his hand rubbed his chest, where the precancerous growths had been found a month before, a vestige of the radioactive dust in the West Lothian Centre. His nano-treatment was scheduled for January. I'm still trying to explain myself. To whom? A closed parliamentary inquiry. Closed to the public, that is. Ostensibly, they want to find out what happened at the West Lothian Centre. The chairman is Lord Gilbert, a Lib Dem guy. He's fair. Saskia looked at the Houses of Parliament. What are you telling them? Me? I'm singing like a bird. She nodded. That's good. Don't worry about me. I'm no longer called Saskia Brandt. So what do I call you? She linked her arm in his. I suspect that you're under surveillance. I'll say nothing. What would be the best outcome? David sucked air through his teeth. They'd advise the state prosecutors not to proceed with a criminal trial. Unofficially, that is. Even better, they might clear my name. Then I could get my job back at the university. I've got another ten years before I retire. Or I could retire now. Why not? They walked in silence for a while. Tell me about Jennifer, she said. She's back in America. 
I'll see her again at Christmas, and her new boyfriend. Do you have any plans for Christmas? Some. They continued towards Parliament. The Westminster Bridge was quiet. Cold air had come down from the North Sea. They turned against it. After ten minutes, they came to an elderly building near the Ministry of Defence. I'll see you very soon, David. Where? In reply, she placed a finger to her lips. Then she touched his with the gloved tip. You know, David said, I could do with some help in there, another witness. I'm sorry, David. Take care. He waved. I understand. You take care too, and thanks. He showed his ID to the duty officer and passed through into the main courtyard. He found the committee chamber. It was a small room with an oval table. Conversations ceased as he entered. Ah, said Lord Gilbert. He looked at David over the top of his glasses in the way that David would look at a late student, the star of the show. Gilbert chuckled. The men on the panel chuckled back. The two women pursed their lips. Tony Barclay, MSP for West Lothian, took a nod from Gilbert. Perhaps we could go back to the man you met on the internet, Professor Proctor, the man called Mr Adler. The stenographer watched his computer screen. David sighed. Just Adler. Mr or Mrs, I don't know. His hosts were confident that he would not try to leave the country. He was not held in custody. His hotel was a small one north of the river. It was dingy, but, he guessed, not cheap. He entered his room and locked the door. He was making progress with the committee. They were less enthusiastic with their accusations, anyway. He threw off his coat and walked into the bathroom. Lights, he said. He took the measure of himself. He was a slightly rumpled, tired version of the man who had arrived at the West Lothian Centre two months before. But he felt no different. He washed up and walked back to the main room. There was an envelope on the floor near the jacket. He remembered Saskia linking her arm in his. The envelope was addressed to you. He opened it and withdrew a single sheet of paper. Down in Marseille, it read, there's a nice bar run by a man called Dupont. It is famous for its cat, which turned up one day and never left. The cat thinks she's a loner, but really she likes company. David smiled and watched the text fade until the paper was blank. Acknowledgements. The original manuscript was read by my friends Daniel Graskoff, Karen Jensen, Alex Mears and Ari van der Lucht. Their comments vastly improved the final book. Further constructive feedback came via the Psychology Department Book Club at the University of Exeter. Rachel Carrick and Kate Fenwick were particularly helpful. Thanks also to Rachel Day for permission to use her copyrighted word titful on page 192. 
And not forgetting my editor at the UKA Press, the redoubtable Ali Whiteley, who helped transform the manuscript from the bloated pug of yesterday to the svelte whippet of today. Any errors of breeding, such as an extra ear or a penchant for chair legs, must be left at my door. For specialist assistance, I must thank Paul Johns, who helped out with some of the medical conditions and procedures described in these pages. Where errors exist, I am the goat. With respect to the time machine, David Gardner checked my calculations, rubbished them, and redid them from scratch. My partner, Britta, has gone beyond the call of duty, giving me time and space to write this book, since its inception many moons ago, when the year 2003 was still in the future. I dedicate this book, and everything else, to her. <laughs>